You're listening to Upstate HR, the HR podcast for non-HR businesses in Upstate New York. Today we're talking about the Family and Medical Leave Act. What is it exactly, and what are businesses required to do in order to comply? How does it affect employees in all different states and industries? And what are the changes coming up and the posting requirements for businesses? Lastly, what exactly is paternity leave? Stay tuned. Upstate HR is brought to you by Labor Love. For only $8 a month, you'll receive a new labor law poster automatically every time there's an update. With Labor Love, you'll never have to worry about poster compliance again. Visit laborlove.co for details. Labor Love, love what you do, leave the labor to us. And by Burr Consulting, LLC. In today's world of ever-changing and evolving labor and employment law, payroll processes, employee relation issues, and the complexity of a work-life balance we all face, understanding and addressing these issues can create multiple challenges in legal liability. Burr Consulting offers you affordable human resources consulting for both profit and not-for-profit organizations. Visit BurrConsultingLLC.com today. Strategically aligning HR as a partner for the success of your business. Now let's get started. So today we're here talking about um, the Family and Medical Leave Act, or FMLA. And it's something that certainly affects a lot of all businesses um, that have employees, but uh, doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. It's not easy to understand. So before we talk about how things have changed and evolved um, in terms of the FMLA, uh, let's start with just what is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, thank you. Basically, FMLA effect affects businesses with 50 or more employees. So you've got to have 50 or more to be, I guess, legally required to, uh, to provide FMLA leave, FMLA leave to your employees. Uh, other businesses that are smaller have done it. I know I've worked for some, some uh, bigger organizations that have you know plant size of 35 or 40 employees that did roll it out as well and let their employees take FMLA, but you're not legally required to do so right now. Um, can things change? Absolutely they can, and, and, you, and we've seen some evolution in FMLA since its uh, introduction in 90, I think 93 or 94 by President Clinton. So basically family medical leave is a 12-week unpaid leave uh, that you're required to provide to employees that have a medical uh, condition for themselves, their spouse, their parents, uh, or, their, or their kids. So... And there's a lot of different caveats involved in that, but it's 12 weeks unpaid. It can be taken intermittently, some states down to the minute, uh, and, or it can be taken in one block of three months. So, And um, are there common instances like a pregnancy or something? Is that a, an instance in which uh, a parents can take that time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, in the... In the uh, Pregnancy maternity leave, yeah, you're eligible for for the 12 weeks. Strangely enough, if if your husband and wife or or significant other works for the same organization, you're only, both of you are only eligible for six weeks. So there's some some caveats in your line. That's if you both work for a big company 
or you're both run in a small business, six weeks is what you get from maternity leave. So, Interesting. Yep. And how does that differ state by state? Um, you said some are right down to the minute. Yeah, so some states um, require you to run it concurrently or you can run it concurrently. So it's unpaid. Technically, it's a federal unpaid leave. Certain states, you can run it concurrently with uh, vacation time, short-term disability, workers' comp, things like that. So, so the employee isn't losing money at the same time they're out on leave or sick days or whatever your paid, paid bank days are, things like that. Uh, other states, you can't run it concurrently. I worked in Wisconsin, and you couldn't make employees take vacation while they're out on FMLA. It works in the favor of the employer when you can do that to kind of get the time off the books and burn it up. Certain instances you can't. Now, uh, running it, uh, the intermittent leave, yeah, you can take that down in New York specifically. Uh, you, you can take it down basically to the minute. Um, that's what makes it so difficult to track at times with, with companies is, is uh, trying to, uh, to track all the people that might be using that down to the minute. So if you have a doctor's appointment uh, at 2.30 in the afternoon and your shift ends at 3 o'clock, you can leave it, you know, uh, one or two twenty or quarter to two, whatever, however long it takes you to get that to that doctor, and uh, fifteen minutes of FMLA leave is now gone. Interesting. So now <clears throat> this is one of the things that is required to post in in most states. Um, is it a federal requirement also on the um, your labor law posters? You've got to get these regulations in plain view. Right. Yeah, it would be on the labor and employment law poster um, federally. Correct. Yep. Yep. It would. Would see that on the uh, the poster. Um, usually, companies have standalone FMLA policies, and then there's federal paperwork that you need to have filled out. Um, the employee, the doctor, and the in the organization need to fill out when someone does apply for FMLA. And I know you know those federal postings don't change that often, but relatively recently were some changes in FMLA, and I know there's some coming down the pipeline. So can you talk about? Um, what some of those changes have been and, and kind of what the timeline looks like? Yeah, so I mean, we've seen some expansions on military leave for spouses that have been hurt on the military side, expanded uh, from a 12-week to 26 weeks if your spouse or you have been hurt in, you know, in the line of duty, which is, which is an you know, unfortunate situation. They've gotten more lax on that. Uh, also, under the President Trump's um, agenda, what I've read... Uh, that could, we could see in the future is paid maternity leave. I know his daughter, uh, Ivanka, is pushed pretty hard to, to get paid maternity leave nationwide. I think it would be a six-week um, maternity leave at this point. Haven't seen anything specific, but we could see uh, some paid leave here in the future. And then the, the other thing that we've seen recently in, in Washington, D.C., uh, I think San Francisco was the first city to do it. And then New York State is going to be going statewide as kind of a paid, a paid uh, family leave. So, so we've we've seen certain areas, cities, and states uh, roll out paid leave for for employees. So, and who's part of those conversations? Are there people lobbying one way or the other, or have you seen kind of um, trying to push for adoption by smaller businesses, or what are what are the conversations like? I haven't seen anything specific um, related to going below 50 at this point. Now, with paid leave in, 
in New York State, it's going to affect any business. It doesn't matter the number of employees. It could be because it's run through the workers' comp system. So if you have one employee, that employee is eligible for paid leave at this point in the state or potentially paid leave in 2018 in the state unless the rules and regulations change, which they tend to do frequently. Uh, but usually you see more of a, a democratic push for, for paid leave and FMLA rules and regulations. And, and uh, it's kind of a unique situation where President Trump has uh, promoted a paid, paid maternity leave in the Republican seat. I think it's a little bit of a unique twist in, in politics. So, um, so we'll see what, what happens there in the next four years. So. So uh, in addition to like maternity leave um, or we talked about military leave, um, what are some of the other issues that would cause eligibility for the Family Medical Leave Act? Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you know, if you get sick or, you know, you get in a car accident, things like that, where you've got to be in the hospital, a family member is sick, cancer, things like that, where you're going to have to take them to doctor's appointments and in unfortunate situations where life happens, right? Um, that's where that leave comes in. It's a job, more job security for you if you do have to take uh, take time off to deal with yourself or a spouse or a, a parent or um, a, a, a son or daughter. So adoption, things like that's another one. I think some of the other things that uh, confuse people is there, the paperwork is required uh, for for FMLA, people can't just come in and say, I'm going to take FMLA. No, they need the doctor's note. The doctor needs to fill it out. You need to verify it. Um, they need to, you know, fill it out as well, sign their name to it. And then, uh, if you know, again, in my experience, I've seen some abuse with FMLA. If you feel that it's not a, a true claim or if you think they're, they're falsifying their information, you can have a second opinion on it. And if you're Ahmed doctor or a doctor of your choosing says, yeah, it's fake. They can ask for a third opinion as well. And the third opinion would be the final ruler on whether it's a legit claim or not. And um, you do pay for the second and third opinion as the company, but sometimes it's worth it if you feel there's been some abuse to uh, family medical leave. So, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it's evolved over the years um, through case law where more things are required. Recently, it's kind of funny that this came up in one of my, my recent trainings. Um, I, I made a joke about it doesn't cover patch yet. And then the, the week after, someone had to implement it in Scotland, a, a two-week paternity leave at a brewery. So, so that might be on the horizon in, yeah. in America, too, sometime where you get two weeks off if you go adopt a pet or something. But I, it literally happened a couple weeks after I made that joke. So. Well, this is definitely one of the things, one of the acts where we're sometimes looking to other countries for what works and what doesn't work. We tend to be um, late adopters for some of these policies. Um, but that's for better and for worse. You know, some countries try to adopt these things and uh, they don't end up working out. And sometimes in some of like the Scandinavian countries in, in Norway and Sweden, um, we see uh, long uh, maternity leaves, really long maternity mm -hmm. leaves for both parents. Um, and they have very high happiness indexes. Yep. And so I know there's all different sorts of psychology and things that go into being satisfied with your job and with your life and how that coincides with being able to take time off when you need it. Yeah, yeah. Canada, I think, is a good example. They get a year for maternity. France is uh, 
is two years you get for maternity. The the woman, these are the women in those situations. And I believe Russia has the, the most leave, which is three years. Yeah. And it's a paid like disability type leave uh, because uh, pregnancy does fall under like a short-term disability mm-hmm. by definition. So, so yeah, I think America, I, I agree with you, they're a little bit slow to adopt at times, but uh, I think we're, we're starting to evolve and see the importance of, of some of these uh, work-life balance issues as well for people, especially in a new generation. So, And one more question on the business side. Um, if you know somebody's going to be out for a while or if they've filed for uh, family medical leave, um, what are the parameters around which you can hire somebody to fill that gap? Because you might, you still need somebody to get the work done. Yeah, I mean, you can absolutely hire someone in to to fill that job if it's a temp, you know, if it's a temp to perm type situation. Because I mean, sometimes, you know, if it's a maternity leave, women might not come back. If it's a, you know, a, a life ending type cancer. You just don't know if someone's going to come back to work, and and as a you know as a business business would come second, obviously, but you also have to run the business as well. So, so yeah, you do have that opportunity. Uh, there is one thing you got to keep in mind with FMLA: it doesn't guarantee the person the job back. It guarantees them a similar position with similar pay. Got it. So you can hire someone in if you think they're great. You still have to bring that person back into another position at the same level and the same rate of pay. Thank you for listening to the Upstate HR podcast. If you have any ideas on the topics we should cover, send us an email at ideas at upstatehrpodcast.com. Next time, we'll be joined by Megan Cole, who will discuss some interview questions to hire your next great employee. Tell your friends and coworkers to subscribe in the iTunes podcast store. And thank you for listening.